leadership in cybersecurity isn't just about understanding threats. It's about leading a team to navigate them with confidence. At CPF Coaching LLC, we specialize in taking your leadership skills to the next level. With over 15 years in the cybersecurity field, we empower professionals and startups to reach unprecedented heights. Imagine having a personalized coaching experience tailored to your unique career ambitions. From strategic planning to masterful pitch and interview preparations, we're here to guide you through every challenge. Join us for our unique value proposition workshops or dive into our vibrant learning community for continuous skill advancement. Don't just be a part of the industry. Redefine it. Visit cpfcoaching.com for more information. Discover the leader within. Contact CPF Coaching LLC today and schedule your strategic session. Welcome to another episode of Breaking into Cybersecurity. Thank you for joining us today. Today we have Sarah Race, who was previously <laughs> a teacher and now she's in cyber. For those of you joining us on LinkedIn, uh, follow myself, follow Sarah. Her link is in the profile. For those of you joining us on YouTube, hit subscribe and hit that notification button down below. And then for those of you on Twitch, uh, feel free to comment, join us, and follow us. Uh, thank you very much, everyone. So, Sarah, give the audience a little bit about your background and what got you interested into cyber. Okay. So, um, about a year and a half ago, I had never heard of cybersecurity. <laughs> I had no idea that it was um, a field, let alone like a whole industry. I knew that we had antivirus, you know, software for computers. And that was about it. But that was the extent of what I thought was cybersecurity. Um, and I actually ended up finding out about the field uh, from a professional development session from when I was a teacher. <laughs> they had gotten a bunch of high school teachers together um, in my school district to talk about the economic development of Northeast Florida and what kind of jobs were coming to the area. And the idea was that we would, you know, take that information back to our schools and help our students prepare for, you know, their careers outside of uh, high school. And I ended up uh, enjoying the professional development a, a little too much. <laughs> And thought, hmm, this information's mine now. <laughs> I'm uh, gonna look into this more. Uh, they talked about cybersecurity, there being a lot of jobs coming to the area uh, post pandemic. And I thought it sounded interesting. I mean, it was tech, but there's a huge human risk side of it uh, that really intrigued me, um, you know as someone who previously thought that 
tech was just programming and help desk. So and what was how did you go how did you go about approaching where you wanted to go in cyber? Because one of the first things I hear all the time is I don't know where to go. So how did you go about doing that and figure out what what you wanted to do? Yeah, so I, I really had no idea at first either. Um, I ended up going into a boot camp uh, starting, let's see, it was February 2021. Um, and it was a six month boot camp and it gave me a lot of the technical skills um, that, you know, stock analysts use. Um, and it was just a really, I think it was a good way for me to get introduced to a wide variety of different areas within mm -hmm. this industry. And then I realized that, you know, I enjoy talking with people. <laughs> I really enjoy communicating. Um, and I just enjoyed talking about cyber. So I wanted to find a job that had a little bit more to do with that. So I kind of fell into GRC. Um, that seemed to be the best, you know, area for me and my existing skills and what I want to do eventually. And uh, along with that, I started looking into awareness roles because that also related to what I had been doing, which was teaching and communicating and working with people. And what was your, your transition like? What was your job search like? How did you go about approaching uh, becoming <laughs> a, a cybersecurity professional from a teacher? Yeah, so I wasn't actively searching um, the entire time uh, while I was in the boot camp. And last fall, when I was studying for the Security Plus, I kind of, the job search took a backseat. I wanted to spend time actually, you know, delving into material and, you know, gaining skills and just meeting people at first. But once I passed my Security Plus, I started searching for jobs. Um, and ultimately, I put a lot of faith into the advice you've given on this show, which was to network and find job opportunities through your network. And so instead of, you know, applying for jobs, you know, in mass and at random, I kind of waited and searched for opportunities within my network. Um, eventually, the job that I have now, which is cybersecurity, communications, awareness, and training, I found that through LinkedIn. Um, my current boss made a post that he was going to be hiring for a communications cybersecurity role, and I'd never heard of a <laughs> communications role in cybersecurity. So I just sent him a simple message. It was like, hi, um, you know, I'm currently a teacher. I'm looking to transition and I'm interested in this communications role. Would you be able to tell me a little more about it? And that started my first phone call, which eventually got me the job that I have now. So you were still teaching at the time. Mm -hmm. You did a boot camp. Yeah. Um, you were networking. Um, 
let's talk about your approach to that. Like, how did you go about networking? Because I'm guessing your, your current boss and your teaching network <laughs> probably didn't overlap. So how do you go about <laughs> meeting people and expanding your network? Um, I joined the Women's Society of Cyber Jetsu. Um, that I really, you know, there's a lot of different organizations that you can choose from in order to network and meet people and, you know, do trainings. Um, I wanted to find an organization where I can make an impact, where I could come in and offer something to people who, you know, are already in the field and help in building a community. Um, you know, networking is uh, great, but building a community is far more important. Um, so I thought to myself, well, you know, I may not know much about cyber at the moment, I'm, you know, currently learning, but I know how to teach. I know how to provide material. I know how to, um, you know, talk through tough concepts with a large group. And so I talked with the chapter leader for my WSC group and uh, Vicki Gatewood. I talked with her and we put together a Security Plus study group with McKenna Yiki, mm-hmm. um, which we're actually gonna do another session of it again this summer. Uh, we're gonna do another Security Plus study group and I met a lot of great women through there. Um, I started going to more WSC events and just meeting people through that community. Um, I became active on LinkedIn and Twitter and you know, communicate with people online through those platforms. Um, and you know, ultimately it, this job that I got, I didn't get necessarily because of a friend or someone I knew, but my network helped me a lot in the process. I had a lot of people that I could go to to talk about the interview process and, you know, negotiating uh, salary and what kind of resources I, you know, have available to me if I were to get this role and, you know, stuff that I could study. Like, you know, having a network, they may not even necessarily get you a job. Like they think my network didn't get me this job, but Mm -hmm. they helped so much in the process that not having them, I think probably would have led to me not getting this role. Let's talk about some hidden points in um, (laughs) what you just, the the knowledge you just shared there. Um, So Mm -hmm. first, having, having that network that could provide you that motivation, that stability, as well as that mentorship. And then I think the other thing that you mentioned in there that um, might have slipped by really quickly is that just by you being one step ahead of someone and in learning the Security Plus material and you could convey that back to someone, you were ready and willing to teach that to others therefore reinforcing the material that you understand. And I think that's such an important point for those that are new trying to get into the field Mm -hmm. is that by 
helping others who are on the same path, you're really helping yourself and you're expanding your network at the same time. You're expanding your brand for being willing to share and communicate at the same time. And you're doing all these things that people might not think about, but that really help you in the long run. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, the phrase, uh, you know, oh God, how's the phrase go? It's like, uh, you know, you learn, you can learn best from like teaching mm -hmm. material. You know, I took that to heart. When I first started teaching, um, it was through an internship when I was in college. And um, I had gone to college with the intention of becoming a U.S. history teacher. U.S. history was like my favorite subject <laughs> all time in high school and college. And my internship for uh, education ended up being for economics. And I was not a big fan of economics. <laughs> <laughs> when I first started, uh, my professor basically looked at me and said, hey, I know you're smart. Nobody else likes economics. Can you please do this for your internship? And I said, okay. <laughs> and through the process of teaching economics, I learned economics. <laughs> I you know, ended up teaching college level economics as well while I was uh, in the classroom. And so I knew that it was a struggle for me to, you know, learn economics, you know, while teaching, but I knew that if I could do that, I could do the security plus study group as well. It's just a matter of like staying a chapter ahead of everybody else um, and gathering materials to help practice questions and being willing to lead a group and being willing to admit that I didn't know the answer uh, to some of the questions that they would come up as, you know, within our group and we would just research it together if we didn't know uh, what the answer was. Wow. Um, we have a comment from David Spinks over on LinkedIn, clear communication and the ability to train teach is an important part of cybersecurity. The U.S. has an estimated 600,000 security vacancies that can only be resolved by a massive investment in security awareness education. And then he goes on to say, I love this story thus far. GRC is such a great place to start out, but he's biased. <laughs> and um, I think you said another thing towards the end there that is really indicative of a great leader is that vulnerability to admit that you don't know everything and mm -hmm. that you're willing to research and work it out in the process. Yeah. As a, I mean, as a high school teacher, you have to be willing to, you know, be caught wrong sometimes. Teenagers love it when adults are wrong. They, they love to point it out. Um, and, you know, when I taught AP economics, I was teaching, you know, seniors, the smartest seniors on campus. And many of them, they were smarter than me. <laughs> I had a few years on them. So that, that helped me out a little bit. But they're, they're, many of them were smarter than me. <laughs> um, now, let's kind of go through your, your, your job hunting process. So you mentioned your time with the, the women of cyber jiu-jitsu, um, teaching security plus, 
and waiting for your network to have a role. How did how did you go about doing that? Was it like seeing someone post on LinkedIn and reply to them? And then what was that approach like? Yeah, um, I would see posts and I would, you know, talk to talk with them. I'd have a very uh, it, sometimes it ended up being a formulaic message uh, that I would send if I didn't know them particularly well or if their post was fairly general. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's just starting the conversation um, and yeah, I mean, being patient was another thing. And I know that's hard for a lot of people to do when you're, you know, unemployed. But I was lucky enough as well that I had a full-time job that could support me while I was trying to transition. Um, but yeah, patience, taking opportunities where you see them, communicating, um, reaching out and, you know, yeah, I mean, being patient with people is a big thing. Uh, you know, your network, they have a billion other things <laughs> that they're doing. And I know sometimes people can be very uh, demanding of others when it comes to getting a job and you, know, you feel rushed. And uh, sometimes it does require patience as well. So you mentioned that you were in initially interested in, in GRC. How did you go about uh, studying for that or finding that outside of the Security Plus? Because that because it's undershadowed, it's an interesting area to be in where there's not as much uh, boot camps or uh, mm -hmm. training material. How, how, what did you do to prepare yourself for interviews? Um, I looked up a lot of compliance frameworks like NIST has a lot of great free resources that you can uh, tap into. Um, I, through my network, I found uh, access to the ISL as well and started studying that. Um, and a lot of what I ended up doing was when I found a job um, that I was interested in, I would look through the requirements and see what kind of GRC knowledge they needed that I didn't have and try to find re free resources that I could study so that, you know, I could add it to my resume, but also if I were to get an interview, I'd have something that I could speak towards. Wow. That, that's, that's so incredibly helpful right there. Cause I think for some folks, knowing to research what you're missing and understanding what you're missing is an important part while you can admit that you might not know something um i i think being able to go out and figure out okay i don't know it but let me go learn about it mm -hmm. ahead of the interview and not just after the interview yeah. it is such a pro good proactive approach now what about your resume how did you go about um, preparing your resume so that they go, oh, well, you're just a teacher. You don't know anything about security. Yeah, well, uh, teaching economics, I actually would do resume projects with my seniors. And so um, I had a lot of exposure to what bad resumes look like. And also in the process of helping my students, I learned 
what good resumes look like and what good resumes do. And it's kind of a universal thing. You want to be able to uh, speak to the job that you are applying to, to tailor your resume to whatever it is that that employer is looking for. Um, I would find keywords from the job descriptions and plug them in in the hopes that I would help with the ETS system. Um, I had people look over my resume who had been in the field. I tried to create um, like bullets for my uh, job descriptions that could speak to cybersecurity and my communication skills. Um, you know, I, another big part of it was trying to come up with uh, more tangible like results as well. Uh, a lot of what we do in teaching is actually fairly untangible. <laughs> you know, you can't always tell if the student actually grasped the topic or not. Um, but, you know, trying to find ways that I could explain if not the results, at least the purpose behind some of the job actions that I had for teaching that were similar to what might be asked of me in whatever role I was applying for. Okay. Let's kind of take a little, little pivot now. And during your interview, what were some of the tips and tricks that, that you prepared for um, that you could share for someone that's uh, looking to do their, their first set of interviews coming into the field? Um, well, of course, first impressions mean a lot. So making sure that you're uh, dressed well. And I, I know that's very simple, you know, but making sure that you're dressing well, showing up on time. Uh, one of the things that I also did is, and I <laughs> quite frankly am doing it right now as well, is I write down a whole bunch of, you can't see. Right, oh, no, but uh -huh. You know, I write down a whole bunch of notes on things that, you know, I may want to talk about or um, what I would also do is look up interview questions and write down what my responses would be. You know, I'm not reading word from word from this, but like doing that ahead of time at least had the information fresh in my mind so that I could easily remember and, you know, worst case scenario, I'm completely blanking. I do have a sheet I can read off of to help me. Um, and that's really something that's been super helpful since we have virtual interviews. And a lot of mine were, you know, online teams or oh, there's Gus. <laughs> <laughs> I love Gus. He's a great guy. <laughs> <laughs> so he, he was just sharing uh, congrats on, on that great advice. Um, Let's talk about, so you're in the role now. What are some of the things that you do to, to stay current? Um, I'm keeping up with my community, with the Cyber Justice Tribe. Um, I'm deeming current as in like keeping up with cybersecurity news. Yeah, cybersecurity news, uh, changing topics. Like people are going to come to you, ask you questions. You want to yeah. advance your skills? Like, what are you doing to to keep keep it going? Yeah, um, I mean, at the moment, for me 
personally, as far as skills that I'm exploring is project management, um, having to do more of that in this role, which uh, interestingly enough, I think there's a lot of overlap there with teaching as well. Um, so that's one of the things that I'm currently kind of studying and exploring more of. Mm -hmm. um, I keep up with uh, cyber news through my network and social media. A lot of my, uh, uh, the people that I follow provide, you know, links to articles and uh, that have, you know, news. I also keep up with uh, InfoSec Sherpa, Tracy Maley, <laughs> uh, who every day has uh, a site on Medium where she posts some of the major stories in cyber. Mm -hmm. uh, so that's one way that I also keep myself current. Um, but yeah, I, I keep up with the cyber jutsu community. Um, like I said, we're doing the Security Plus uh, training soon. I'm also working with uh, Tracy Mayleaf to put together a Philly chapter of cyber jutsu as well. Nice. Um, so and towards the end of the show, we always ask one question. Pretend mm -hmm. that someone is looking at this video and looking to you for advice for what you would do should you have to do this all over again and or help them in their journey. What would you recommend? Work on your grit. You gotta have grit, <laughs> determination, motivation, um, and your network can help with that. Um, you know, learning new skills can help with that. You, this podcast has so much actionable advice, um, but in order to be successful, you have to have the grit to take it on, to take on those actions. Um, you know, you have to be willing to say, okay, I failed think the job. Um, so let's reevaluate, see what maybe we did wrong, what we could improve on, and you know, just try and do better every day. Wow. Well Sarah, thank you so much for sharing your advice, for walking us through your transition from teaching to cybersecurity communications. Uh really appreciate it. And you shared some amazing advice. Um, hopefully this will have a huge motivation for other teachers that might be interested, although the teaching profession does do, also uh, needs more teachers. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if anyone's looking for a teacher, I actually have a friend from uh, back home that I convinced to join me in cyber. Uh, nice. Lance Duff, he's, he's trying to get in too, so... Oh, perfect. Uh, thank you, everyone. Uh, follow myself, follow Sarah, follow us on LinkedIn. For those of you on YouTube, follow us, hit that subscribe button and that notification button. For those of you on other channels, podcasts, uh, give us a 10 star rating or five if you can and share us with all your friends and family. Thank you very much and have a great rest of your day. Thank you, Chris.
in the rapidly evolving world of cybersecurity. Your business needs a guide that's as dynamic as the threats you face. CPF Coaching LLC delivers unparalleled expertise to elevate your cybersecurity startup or business with a decade and a half of specialized experience. We're not just advisors, we're your strategic partners in growth and risk mitigation. Our tailored advisory services range from immediate hourly guidance to comprehensive three or six month packages, all supported with encrypted messaging for real-time assistance. For more information, cpfcoaching.com is your destination. Forge a path to success and distinction in the cybersecurity landscape. Connect with CPF Coaching LLC today and secure your business's future.